There's a lost soul who's tired of the sinning. You are listening to the Daily Doctrine Devotional. This is a daily podcast designed to teach and preach Bible doctrine each weekday throughout the year. This is Evangelist Tim McVeigh asking you to please let others know about this podcast so that they can subscribe or tune in each weekday. At the end of the podcast, we will provide you with subscription information as well as contact information for our ministry. Thank you for listening, and we pray that the Lord will help each of us as we study and preach the Word of God. And the saints all with gladness are singing the glorious song of the redeemed, song of the redeemed. Well, we thank the Lord for the podcast. This is our Wednesday edition of the podcast. Thank the Lord for each and every one of you that listen. Uh, those you even today have contacted us about the podcast. Uh, Lord willing, my wife and I are take a little break next week. We're trying to get the podcast recorded so that we can take a little break. And so we're looking to what the Lord is going to do in the week to come. And we want to see God work. We want to see God move. We want to see a stirring of God. I'm not trying to rush things. I never get ahead on the podcast, but I need to get ahead by five days because we're going away for about four days. And not put the pressure on. So I'm moving on through this. So I'm recording this uh, pretty early. And so we thank God for that. I thank God nothing uh, between now and then has changed. But I do want to announce right now on the podcast that this Sunday we'll be down in Waldorf, Maryland, the Bible Baptist Church. That's going to be 11 o'clock and 6 p.m. And so we look forward to being with Brother Black and the folks there in Waldorf, Maryland. And have been a friend of ours a long time. I've known him probably since about the first five months I went into evangelism. Met Brother Tim and his family, and I thank God for that. And so pray for those meetings, and I pray God will just work mightily. And I do also want to announce at the end of that week, uh, those of you up in New York, those of you listed, maybe northern Pennsylvania, some of you want to travel, uh, Brother John Morgan is going to be preaching to Black Creek Baptist Church. Brother John's going to be there on Thursday Bible study. And uh, Brother John is going to be there on the 11th, and I think Friday night, the 12th, and then that Sunday, the 14th, he's going to be preaching and preaching all day. And we thank God for Brother Morgan. So I pray you get involved in those services, be a part of those services. And again, other preachers, pastors, evangelists, if you're listening, you have some meetings, let us know. We're glad to announce meetings on here. I don't care who you are, what you are. We're glad to tell folks where you're preaching. Glad to tell folks they can come and listen to the preaching of the Word of God. And uh, let folks, I don't care if you're up in Maine. we got enough listeners up in Maine. Uh, One person might show up to the meeting. Thank God for that. I believe in preaching to people. And I believe people need to go to meetings. I don't care how bitter they are, how angry they are, how out of sorts they are with everybody else. They need to be under the Word of God. And I myself need to be under the Word of God. No matter how bitter I am, how hateful I am, how much everybody's against me, and how awful a person I am, I need to be under the Word of God. Matter of fact, if you're in that condition, I'd say you probably benefit you greatly to be under the Word of God, just my reasoning. And so we just want to make announcements concerning that. So don't hesitate to let us know about that. Again, let somebody know about the podcast. Let folks start of the year. Everybody has a New Year's resolution. I know I'm going to listen to preaching once a day. And, you know, that might last till February, March. And some of you listen once or twice and keep listening. Thank God for that. And so there might be that there's some others that would listen. Matthew chapter 26. And again, we're at this place now. And we began to see things began to move a little bit towards the garden. We see Jesus Christ has been preaching. He's been explaining these things to come to his disciples. He's in Jerusalem at this point. And now he's moving towards the garden. Why ultimately he's going to go to the cross. And he's going to die that death on the cross. And we're going to deal with Calvary according to the book of Matthew, Lord willing, here in a couple of days. 
And Matthew 26 is really that move because the word of God said it came to pass when Jesus had finished all these sayings, he said unto his disciples, you know that after two days is the feast of the Passover and the son of man is betrayed to be crucified. And so we understand that as two days is the feast of the Passover, Jesus Christ himself is going to be crucified. Then assembled together the chief priests and the scribes and the elders of the people under the palace of the high priest, who was called Caiaphas, and consulted they might take Jesus by subtlety and kill him. And it's interesting, that word subtle, S-U-B-T-I-L, there's three people distinctly in the Bible that the Bible says they were subtle people. One of those was the serpent. Uh, and I won't say a person, I guess, but he was subtle. And then the other one that we see, of course, in the word of God, we see that woman. And we see that vile woman who deceives that young man. She takes him with subtlety. She's so subtle of heart. And then we see Amnon had a friend. His name was Jonadab, and he was a very subtle man. Why was he subtle? Because he would not announce his intentions. He wouldn't tell people what he was going to do. He had subtlety in his heart. He was going to work evil, but he wouldn't let folks know that's what he was doing. He masked it behind doing right. He masked it behind a good thing. Every one of them, the good men of the house, has departed. Oh, this is a good thing. Come unto me. Lay with me. Have your fill of me. The goodman has departed. That woman was subtle of heart. She was a deceiver. Jonadab, take your sister. And he told him how to do it. Get a, tell the baker a, a, a piece of cake there beside, the, beside your bed and feed it to you and take her. And that's exactly what he did. It sounded like a good thing, but oh, how vile it was. The serpent came. He beguiled Eve. And he did that, uh, of course, with his subtlety. And he destroyed Adam and Eve, destroyed the human race with it, except for the, the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ and that advent of Jesus Christ, that death of Christ, that suffering of Christ, we would all perish. And he was a very subtle man. And so they came with subtlety to kill him. They didn't want to announce in their attentions, but it was in their heart to do it. Why Satan had entered into many of them, just as he entered into Judas, he'd entered into them and they were going to do, perform this with subtlety. They, they weren't going to sit there and announce their intentions, but it was in their heart to kill him. They hated him. Men still hate him today. But they said, not on the feast day, lest there be an uproar among the people. Now, when Jesus was in Bethany in the house of Simon the leper, a couple years ago, I preached a message. I preached it a couple times since. But on things you find at Jesus' feet. And you find people at Jesus' feet. You find a woman down touching the hem of his garment. God heals her, touches her. You see those that bow down and worship him. They touch him. They come and they lay at his feet. They worship him. And we see this woman comes in the house of Simon the leper, and they came on him a woman having an alabaster box of very precious ointment and poured it on his head as he sat at meat. And what's interesting about this woman is we see two different stories about women in, the, in, the, in pouring ointment on Jesus Christ. This woman pours it upon his head. It is the anointing for his death and for his burial. He tells you that. She doesn't necessarily know what she's doing. Maybe. I don't know. If I'm not convinced one way or the other. But she has done this for him. She's done this on him for his burial. It was in the will of God that she anoint his head. His head lacks no ointment. The other time we see, and of course we see a coming to Jesus Christ and coming and kneeling at his feet and breaking that alabaster box and washing his feet with the ointment and then taking and washing his feet with her tears, with her hair. She's at his feet, a position of worship, position of holiness. This woman's not at the feet of Jesus Christ. She's at his head pouring this box of ointment upon him. It's a very costly. 
Years ago, I looked at that ointment in the Word of God, and I saw that art of the apothecary. In Ecclesiastes chapter 10, those flies come in. And I looked at what it took to be an apothecarist in those days, the great expense, the great value, all those oils and the cinnamon, the camphor and the spices, and everything involved in the apothecary. And yet that understanding that that man had to be trained and he had to go through these spices from Asia and had to cross those deserts of Arabia and had to come through the trade routes up through Turkey and they'd bring those spices in and they'd bring those into Israel and trade and barter and that apothecaries would try to get them and, and then he'd make something of value, he'd make ointment, he'd make balm, he'd put spices in it and he'd make perfumes and, and he would have been greatly talented in those things. And that's what she had in that box. It was that alabaster box. To this day, I still find trinkets in thrift stores. I like to buy alabaster. It's stunning. It's beautiful. It's a marvelous work that God has done giving us alabaster on this earth. I've seen beautiful white, almost snow white alabaster. I've seen it where it's more marbled in texture. I've seen it where it's very dark. And I love that pure white alabaster. It's just phenomenal. It's beautiful. This box is of alabaster. And the word of God came and said, a very precious ointment. And she had this box with precious ointment. There's a great value to it. There's a great cost to it. It's very expensive. And she poured it on his head as he sat at meat. Why was it precious? It was unique. It was something for a special occasion. Something that she probably kept aside. And it doesn't say how big the box is. I imagine it wasn't a whole lot in there. I imagine this wasn't, uh, th- this was a small amount, was of great value. She didn't need but an ounce or two to have tremendous value. And if she had a gallon, it would have been through the roof, the price, just the oils and the spices. And again, I'm not making a dogmatic statement, just food for thought on that. But she took this box of alabaster and she poured it upon the head of Jesus Christ as he sat at meat. But disciples saw that indignation saying, to what purpose is this waste? What a waste this is. But, you know, it's just like people that pray and fast. People say, couldn't you do something better with your time? Couldn't you do something better than fast? Couldn't you do something better than than, than pray all day? Can't you find something better to do? Well, no, you can't. There's nothing you can do better than to come and either anoint the feet of Jesus Christ with your worship or come anoint his head with oil and watch his cup run over. There's nothing better that you can do. And God anointed his head for that burial. Why? He's going to walk through that valley of the shadow of death. And here it is that God anoints the head of his dear son. And we see this woman comes and has her part always mentioned in Scripture. She's forever memorialized in Scripture for what she has done. I thank God for that. And she put on his head. They're indignant about that. They thought it was a waste. For they said, for this ointment might have been sold for much and given to the poor. All the self-righteousness, all the... All the fallacy of, oh, we could have done good with this. No, there was nothing she could have done better. Jesus rebukes them when he says this, when he understood it. He said to them, why trouble ye the woman? For she hath wrought a good work upon me. Why would you be troubled about a good work to Jesus Christ? Why would you be troubled about somebody doing good to the Son of God? Why would you be troubled about somebody taking and anointing his head with oil when he's the Lamb of God that taketh away the sin of the world? Why would you be troubled about somebody come and breaking a box at his feet and pouring that ointment upon his feet and kneeling down at him? She first stood, and I'm not talking about this lady, of course, I'm telling the other story from scriptures, two times he was anointed, and then finally she's in that kneeling position, washing his feet with tears and wiping them with her hair, and everybody standing by just thought it was absurd and thought it was crazy. Such is true worship, such is that getting that holy place with God. 
And I've known some of those old saints of God in the house of God that just worshiped God. They walked with God. They knew God. They weren't concerned what people thought. Boy, people just think they're crazy. People think they're carnal. People think it's just silliness because they've never had that relationship with God. I've heard people say things like that. Well, I've never had anything like that. Oh, my friend, but you ought to. You ought to have at least one time when you come and you can anoint the head of the Lord Jesus Christ and watch that ointment run down upon his head, down upon his beard, and go down and cover that breastplate and go down and bring in unity those 12 stones and roll down upon his garments, even down unto his feet, and realize this is the Lamb of God. He's about to be offered. He's about to be offered up for our sins. And oh, what a treasure she had. And that treasure was in that box. That treasure was in that alabaster box. It was a precious ointment. And she thought nothing of taking that precious treasure she had and going and pouring it upon the head of Jesus Christ. And all the scoffers and all the mockers stood by. And Jesus Christ, in verse 10, he said, Why trouble you the woman? For she hath wrought a good work upon me. For you have the poor always with you, but ye, ye have not always. And so again, Jesus Christ tells them, You're going to have the poor. Why don't you just go help them yourself? Why don't you just sell what you have and go give to the poor? He, By the way, he told them that. To sell what you have, take it, give to the poor, take up your cross and follow them. He'd already instructed them in that. The poor you have with you always. But Jesus Christ is about to die. She's done this good work for his burial. He said, friend, that she hath poured this ointment on my body. She did it for my burial. He tells them why she did this. Again, I don't know if she knew why she was doing it. I just know she knew why she needed to do it. And there's things I don't know why I need to do them. There's just things I know I need to do. I don't always understand why I have to do something, but I do know there's times I need to do it. Why? Because God's laid it upon my heart to do. And I believe this little lady sitting there looking at that alabaster box, and I believe the Lord smote her heart to take that alabaster box, that precious ointment. My son is going to be anointed for his burial. And he told her to take that alabaster box, and she went in there in the house of Simon and Bethany and dumped it upon his head. And poured, and that ointment ran down upon his head, and all the covetous men standing by thought it was a waste, thought it was foolishness. But she'd obeyed God because she'd anointed his body for that burial. What a privilege. My goodness, what a privilege. Glory be to God. And then he said, Verily I say unto you, wheresoever this gospel shall be preached in the whole world, there shall also this, that this woman hath done, be told for a memorial of her. How many acts like that in the word of God have been penned where God just memorialized one person, a small act, something so minor, something so insignificant to men, and yet God wrote of it in the scriptures as a memorial. Glory be to God. That is her testimony. That is a memorial to her life. You say, well, what kind of memorial is that? Well, it's only been read down for 2,000 years now. The whole world knows who she is. The Catholic Church knows who she is. The Mormon Church knows who she is. The Baptist Church knows who he is. The Presbyterians know who she is. The whole world has read about this precious lady. All she did was take that little precious box. Could have been all she had. I don't know. But it's very precious. The Word of God said that. And she took it and she came over the top of the Lord Jesus Christ as he sat at meat. And she poured that ointment upon his head for his burial. And the Lord has told us that to the ends of the earth. His word is settled forever in heaven. There's not one jot or one tittle going to pass away. The testimony of this woman will never pass away. Glory be to God. What a story. There's a lost soul who's tired of his sinning. 
and he longs to return to the Lord as he cries for forgiveness and mercy. God is waiting. You have been listening to the Daily Doctrine Podcast with Evangelist Tim McVeigh. For correspondence, please contact us through our website and someevangelist.com and use the contact form to connect with us. You may also subscribe to the podcast through our website or search for Daily Doctrine Evangelist Tim McVeigh on iTunes, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Audible, or Amazon. To write to us, please use our church address, which is Manasseh Community Baptist Church, 70 Back Hollow Road, Blaine, Pennsylvania, 17006. Thank you for listening, and we pray that the Lord will help each of us as we study and preach the Word of God. Don't forget to subscribe and tune in tomorrow. And remember to look up for your redemption draweth nigh. Now the angels of God are rejoicing, for the prodigal child has come home, and the saints all with gladness are singing the glorious song of the redeemed.